Hey ladies, and welcome to Crave. So, I used to say that this was a podcast for women who wanted to change the way they think, feel, and act around food. And it still is, but this year we're going to be diversifying a little bit. We're going to be shifting things up a wee bit and talking about things that aren't necessarily completely, they're seemingly unrelated to changing the way you think, feel, and act around food. But actually, they're completely related to that as well. Often what I find is that we have messy habits around food. We have brain patterning around food that definitely needs attention. But we equally, what I find when I talk to women is that we're craving something else. You know, we're craving freedom. We're craving a change in career. We're we're craving a shift in a relationship. We're craving connection. We're craving abundance we're craving adventure there's all kinds of things that we're craving and when we don't address that it doesn't matter how much um, habit shifting we do in our brains that craving feeling remains and that's a good thing you know that's our that's that part of us that's asking to be expanded and when we don't listen to that on a on a spirit level, on a soul level, on a heart space level, and we only, you know, if we try and push that down a bit, then what I typically find happens is we expand our bodies because we feel a craving for something and we can't, or we tell ourselves we can't have it, or we don't go for it, we don't take any action, and then we're left with this craving feeling. And so we assume, naturally, that it's for chocolate. And it's not. It's really not for chocolate. Chocolate's wonderful. I've got nothing against chocolate. But I really believe that we're craving so much more from ourselves, from our lives, from our partnerships. And that doesn't mean like bigger, faster, better. That often means, well, I mean, it means something different to everybody but it's worth paying attention to, like, what am I actually craving? So this year is going to be a bit of a mix of some podcasts that are a little bit more along the traditional lines that I've done of, you know, how to support yourself if you are seeking a different relationship with food, if you're seeking a different way of being with food, if you're looking for weight loss, that is still going to remain. But there's also going to be some really juicy conversations, some interviews that are already lined up um, and some have already been recorded and there's just going to be a little bit of diversity in this podcast. So um, because I was craving to talk about lots of other different things, not just weight loss all the time um, and not just food and habits and all those things. So if you want to stick around, I would love it if you join me on this um, exploration, this experiment, this curious path that we're going down. And yeah, that's that's basically it. So there's going to be interviews this year with all kinds of different people. Some people who um, I don't know at all. I'm just interviewing them because there's something in what they share and their messaging that I'm like, that is so valuable. And there's other episodes that are just going to be me so 
With that being said, let's get started into today. And what I really wanted to talk about today is kindness. Because kindness is a path most women don't consider taking when they are changing the way they think, feel and act around food. And oftentimes kindness is almost the only path to take. So I'm going to share a little bit about my own experience with this and you guys can just play with what feels good to you around it and notice if it's helpful to you or not. But typically most women when they're trying to change their relationship with food it's because they don't currently like how they're acting around food. They don't like how they feel. They don't like the way that they eat, the quantity that they eat, the things they're choosing to eat. And so you know when they do eat in a certain way they're often unkind to themselves. So let's put this into context. I'm going to give you an example of what this used to look like for me. And um, hopefully you can take something from that. So I, I used to eat, like my eating would come in in the evenings and the afternoons. So, you know, I could be quote unquote good all day until, you know, maybe three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock. And then there would be this kind of like, oh, I call it the fuck it effect. You know, that time in the evening where I just be like, oh fuck it, who cares? Let's just eat. And I would often go to bed feeling overfull, uncomfortable, regretful, remorseful, angry, frustrated, just so so hopeless at what I was doing, knowing that I wanted to do something different and not showing up for myself and just feeling really powerless in that situation and I don't know if you can relate to that but that's where I was at and I would go to sleep at night and I would wake up the next day and literally the first thing I used to think would be like what am I going to eat today like what what is this day going to be like I'm going to be really good today and you know and I say that in quotes because I hear that all the time I'm going to be really good today and so, you know, for me, that would mean like whatever it would mean on that day. There was always a plan of something. But when it all fell down, when I didn't stick to the plan that I'd set out for myself that day and the overeating would happen that night, then I would lie in bed, physically uncomfortable. And that's when the meanness would start. That's when I would start saying things like, what is wrong with you like why do you keep doing this this is so stupid you're so stupid why are you doing this and much much worse as I'm sure you can imagine if you've been in your own head it's a bad neighborhood you've probably heard really nasty abuse being hurled at you um, and so that was kind of the pattern every night I would just yell at myself in my head feel really sad, really hopeless, really overwhelmed and frustrated and then wake up the next day and try and promise myself it was all going to be different, like try and do better and it didn't work, like it just didn't work. Some days, sure, I had great days, I had great weeks even sometimes but inevitably something would happen and then I would go to bed and then I would be mean to myself and so what I started to think was like this really sucks and it's really 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 not helping like yelling at myself every night in my own head is not creating any change it's not giving me anything I want and it makes me feel so 
shit. And something that kind of stuck out in my brain, thank God I had life coach training, was this idea that um, a coach had said to me years ago, and she said, if you're feeling really bad, it's because you're telling yourself a lie. And I, I don't know why that idea just popped into my head and I was like, I must be, like one night when I'd been particularly mean to myself, I must be lying to myself. At this, like these thoughts that I'm telling myself must not be true. You're so useless. What's wrong with you? I must be living in a lie. And just that realization, like I feel so bad because I'm lying to myself, brought me some relief. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I could be so much kinder to myself in these moments. And I wonder if that would help. I wonder if you know, not yelling at myself after I've done something, like yelling at myself in my head, nobody else could hear it. But I wonder if not yelling at myself in my own head could actually help. Like, let's just try it. Let's just see as an experiment, if I was kinder to myself, could that work? And initially, I didn't really... I knew how to be kind to myself because I had children. I didn't know how to be kind to me, but I knew how to be kind to them. And so the way that I thought about it was, okay, if they came to me and they'd had a really bad day and they'd done something they were regretful about, you know, maybe they came and said that they um, had been mean to somebody in the playground and they felt bad about it. Or maybe they um, hit their sister or something and they felt bad about it. Like, you know, if they'd done something that they were regretting and they were coming to me and telling me that, the last thing I would do would say would be to say, like, yell at them. What are you doing? How dare you have done that? You're so wrong. You're so stupid. What's wrong with you? You know, I would never do that. If one of my children came to me with something they were regretful about, I, you know, I don't know what you guys would do, but typically I would be like, oh, my gosh it's okay, it's all right, you just made a mistake, it's not the end of the world, we can fix this, it's solvable, it's not as big a deal as you think it is, it's not that bad. And I would comfort them, I would nurture them, I would love them, I would look after them, would care for them. And so I started to notice, like I, when I had overeaten, I would just put my hand on my heart and say things to myself quietly in my own head like it's okay I've got you it's just one night it's not that bad you don't ever have to do that again if you don't want to like it's going to be okay this doesn't have to be forever it's just for tonight I'm gonna get you through this it's okay it's okay I love you I've got you and in those in those nights in those moments i felt so much relief at at being nurtured after i'd done something that i felt bad about and that was the first step in making any change towards the way that i acted and felt and thought about food so i share this with you because Sometimes people come to me and we talk about kindness and they're like, yeah, that's a nice idea. 
And what I always think about this or what we talk about around this is like, yeah, it is a nice idea. Have you tried it? (laughs) Typically, the answer is no, no, I haven't tried being kind to myself because what I'm doing is so blah, 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 blah. And then they go off on a rant about how they wish they weren't doing it and how stupid they are and what have you. And they know better and they should be able to do better and all of those sorts of thoughts and feelings. And the point is, is like, unless you've actually tried this, yeah, then it is just a nice idea and it's not going to actually change anything for you. So what if, like just what if, the path to finding some peace, finding some shift in the way that you feel and act around food, what if the first step is being kind to yourself? And you know, you might not have the experience that I had like of overeating at night. Your experience with food might be different. Like notice for yourself, are you completely kind to yourself when you've done something that feels out of alignment with you? Or are you like, do you forgive yourself? Do you offer yourself comfort? And this doesn't like let you off the hook because that's what a lot of people think. They're like, well, if I'm just kind to myself, then won't that mean I keep doing it? In my experience, no, because the behavior like, and I can, I'll speak for myself, the behavior that I was indulging in wasn't in alignment with me. It didn't feel like me. And so being kinder to myself allowed more of me to emerge like that, that true essence of me, that true nature. And so when that's present, it's much harder to um, indulge in behaviors that are contradictory to that nature. So being kind to yourself isn't like sweet as if I, you know, hit my brother, then I can just be, you know, I'll be really kind to myself about that. (laughs) And it doesn't let you off the hook and just create all this really awful behavior. The opposite is true. The kinder you are to yourself, then the more you'll find, well, this might not be true for you, but what I, my experience has shown me is that the kinder we are to ourselves, then it creates spaciousness for the actions that we take next to be kinder towards us. Does that make sense? So if we are kind to ourselves, we feel just a bit better, a little bit more like ourselves, a little bit more heart-centered. And from that space, we act more kindly to ourselves. So I'm offering this to you as an idea and a practice that you can play with. And I really like, you know, if you're going to play with it, like get all in, you know, don't just try it for a night, try it for a week, try it for a month. Like, okay, I've tried yelling at myself every single time after I've binge eaten or I've, um, you know, whatever your behavior that you don't like is. If you've been being mean to yourself, just notice, like, does it change anything? Like, is it helping me to be mean to myself? And if it's not helping, I wonder what it would be like if I just tried, like just as an experiment, to be really kind to myself. And if I don't know what that looks like, then imagine that, you know, your best friend or somebody that you really value and trust and respect has come to you and they've told you something 
that they feel really regretful about? How would you talk to them? And sometimes it can really help to just put your hand on your heart and bring yourself back into that space and just notice, you know, like how would you talk to a young child? What would you really say to them? And it might not ring true to you initially, but keep going. Just keep going and see what happens. All right, guys, I'm going to leave you with that. And I look forward to seeing what unfolds in 2023, seeing where this journey takes us and what else we talk about in terms of creating what we crave. All right, chickies. See ya.